0: The Stolen Maniple Podcast is a production of St. Augustine of Canterbury Church, a Roman Catholic community of the Personal Ordinariate of the Chair of St. Peter, serving San Diego County, California. This episode features Father Samuel Keyes. For anyone who's grown up in the Christian tradition, the Good Samaritan is a familiar story. Indeed, the concept, if not the story itself, is pretty well embedded in mainstream culture. Many states, as you know, have designated uh, Good Samaritan laws, uh, where you can protect Good Samaritans uh, who might, you know, do random good deeds. You might know people, you might find people out there who know what a Good Samaritan is even without knowing anything about the parable as told in the Gospel of Luke. Now in all of these contexts, the meaning of the the concept of the Good Samaritan sticks pretty closely to the literal meaning of the parable. The man asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? Seeking perhaps uh, some excuse to limit the concept of the neighbor. And the story is classic Jesus, if we can put it that way. It's not just that the category of neighbor includes people like the Samaritans, a a, a religiously compromised and mixed people that any pious Jew in the first century would take great pains to avoid. But such a person, a heretic and a schismatic, is proposed as an example, above even a priest and a Levite, of someone who understands and practices the true heart of the law. Now, I don't want to get overly distracted by this point, but it remains important. The Lord is not here suggesting that things like heresy and schism don't matter. It's quite clear elsewhere in the Gospels that the Samaritans are in fact wrong, and they are in fact outsiders to the covenant doing good deeds in no way cancels out all those problems so so we should never read this parable as some kind of progressive tale about how religious differences are meaningless and we should all just be nice and get along but i, I think the gospel grounding much later catholic thinking on this subject wants to caution us against invoking boundaries in self-defeating ways. The boundaries that we have, whether we're talking about the social ethnic boundaries of ancient Israel or the sacramental and religious boundaries of the contemporary Christian landscape, those boundaries are supposed to promote the authentic truth and goodness and beauty of divine revelation. They should never be an excuse from rationality or a mere cloak for petty sectarianism. In other words, if a Samaritan can have mercy on a Jew, we should certainly be able to have mercy on a Samaritan, whoever that is for us. I don't think this is meant to be very complicated, even if it remains challenging for people in every age. But the sheer difficulty of this proposition the fact that we so often do find excuses to avoid loving our neighbor as ourself gives us a little opening into the spiritual meaning of this parable that has long been recognized in the tradition. How if the priest and the Levite fail to follow the spirit of the law, how do the rest of us stand a chance? Who is this Samaritan? Now, when you've heard all your life, as many of us have, that the Good Samaritan is supposed to be a role model for us, it can be a bit shocking to realize that for the vast majority of Christians in history, our place in the story is not as the potential Samaritan, but rather as the semivif, the half-dead man on the road. That's us. Indeed, if you have a pew Missile from any time prior to 1970, you'll likely see just this interpretation summarized or annotated there in the Mass Propers for the 12th Sunday after Pentecost. The Samaritan, then, is Christ himself. The priest and the Levite are the ministers of the old law, or perhaps you could say the law and the prophets, who are unable to help As St. Paul tells us elsewhere, the law is good at offering condemnation, but it does not provide the power to save, the power to heal us and elevate our nature. Christ, the good Samaritan, heals our wounds with wine and oil, pretty obvious symbols of the sacraments, and puts us in a hostel, that is the church, to provide for all our needs until he returns. He promises to pay for everything from his own resources. I I first encountered this classic interpretation in William Langland's great 14th century English poem, Pierce Plowman. In that version of the story, the priest and the Levite represent faith and hope. The Samaritan, you guessed it, is charity. But again, Langland emphasizes the inadequacy of the old covenant represented by faith and hope to heal the wounds of sin and death. And here are the words of Langland's Samaritan. Have them excused, quoth he, their help may little avail, may no medicine under mold the man to health bring, neither faith nor fine hope, so festered be his wounds without the blood of a bairn born of a maid and be he bathed in that blood baptized as it were and then plastered with penance and passion of that baby he should stand and step as stalwart worth he never till he have eaten all that barn and his bloody drunk it's a rather graphic image no doubt a bit much for modern ears Bairn is a child in Middle English, but otherwise I think the lines are pretty clear. The child, of course, is Jesus, and it's only through his blood, which in some sense bathes us in baptism and nourishes us in the Eucharist, that we shall ever be able to stand on two feet again. The wounds of sin are simply too festered to be aided By mere faith and hope. I think the lectionary is quite direct in asking us to think about this relationship. We we heard the lesson from Deuteronomy where Moses insists that the word is very near to us. It's It's a beautiful description of what the Catholic tradition has often called the natural law. In other words, the moral law is not some arbitrary imposition from on high. It is embedded in the very structure and reality of creation. Even in the Old Testament, though, people need God's help to know this law. It may be written on their hearts in some sense, but that writing is hard to read when the heart is weighed down and corrupted by sin. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, we see that even having an accurate understanding of the moral law is insufficient. It's only through grace, that is, through the intervention of Christ, our Good Samaritan, that we can be healed. And it is only in Holy Church, his halfway house between the world and our ultimate home, that this healing can continue until he returns having understood this though we can return at last to the literal meaning of the parable which is a lesson about loving our neighbor if we have been so loved by God if Christ has laid down his life for us surely part of the healing and the power that he gives is the ability with his grace to ourselves act as neighbors, to risk ourselves on the dangerous highways of this world for the sake of the people that God created and loves and wants to bring home. As we receive his gifts of grace, his own body and blood in the sacrament, may we also share in his love for his people, and his passionate desire to carry them home by way of the hospital, which is his church. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Stolen Maniple podcast. For more information on our church and upcoming events, please visit st.augustinofcanterbury.org. And don't forget to subscribe to hear future episodes.